0: Good morning. It is Wednesday, July 28th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glynn. I hope everyone has had a good week so far and enjoyed our discussion yesterday with Zach Armstrong talking Washington State. Before we start, I wanted to remind everyone that if you like what you hear, make sure to drop us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We love to see your comments and would be so grateful for feedback if you want us to cover a topic we haven't already. Or if we haven't hit your favorite team yet as we preview all the Power 5 schools and some group of fives as well this offseason on the College Football Daily. Of course, if we have already covered your favorite team and you missed it or you want to listen back, don't worry. We have all the episodes for you. Just go to Spotify, search for the playlist across the country with the College Football Daily, and listen as we preview your favorite program. We are continuing our goal of hitting all the Power 5 teams and a few group of five schools today as we preview Missouri. Joining me on this episode to talk about the Tigers is head coach Eli Drinkwitz. Now, let me preface this by saying we did record before all the Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC news started. In this conversation, we discuss his first season in Columbia, his thoughts on Missouri flying under the radar in the SEC, and
1: so much more.
0: So with that all being said, joining me now is the head coach of Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz. Coach, how we doing? Thanks so much for coming on.
1: Man, doing great. Anytime you get an opportunity to share the good news, the Missouri Tigers, it's an exciting opportunity. So let's knock this thing out, okay?
0: Of course, Coach. You know, I want to start with, with last season. Look, it certainly wasn't a normal year one for you, like many other coaches as well, as you went from App State to Missouri. Let me know if you disagree, but I think in a year one, probably the second most important thing after winning, and and frankly, maybe even the most important thing is building the type of culture you want in your program. What was the, the process like of building a culture while dealing with COVID limitations and while also preparing to obviously put your team in the best position to win?
1: Well, I think one of the things that people forget about last year, outside of COVID, was the amount of social un- uh, unrest that we had as as a country. And so, you combine both the social unrest and the COVID nineteen issues. You had a really difficult situation to navigate. And so, I think for me, I disagree with a little bit. I think the most important thing you can do is establish your culture first. The culture will will reflect the or the process will reflect the culture, and, and so will your outcomes, which will be winning. But you can you can cheat it, like you can cheat it and find shortcuts to win, but it's not sustainable. And so for us, it was all about, hey, let's make sure we know exactly who we are and how we're going to go about our business on a day-to-day basis. And if that's good enough to win, it's good enough to win, but we're not going to short change it. Okay? We're not going to cut corners. And so that was really the way we went about it. And, uh, you know, I think we took a few lumps early. We were able to get a culture win, I think, when we played uh, both LSU and Kentucky. And uh, really gave us a chance, in my opinion, to exceed the expectations of what the rest of the country had for us. Um, But we also know that we have to improve uh, and and be better uh, moving forward. So as you
0: look back on your first year and obviously get ready now for year number two, what were some of the things that you learned about the SEC that you didn't know before last season that will obviously now help you as you lead Missouri this coming year and beyond?
1: Well, I, I think I learned it's more of an offensive league than it used to be. Um, you're going to have to score more points. Teams are more open and not as reliant on their defense. And so you got to continually find ways to be creative, push the ball down the field. And then the second thing is, you know, you, it's always going to start in the trenches. Our league is known, whether or not you look at the draft or just day-to-day for offense and defensive linemen. And you have to recruit at a high level there, and you have to understand that every game, the trenches are what's going to determine the success of your football team. And I think that was reinforced throughout the season.
0: And for you, you know, what a luxury it is to have a young quarterback in Connor Bay's like, you know, co-SEC freshman of the year, really showcased his potential in that LSU game. You mentioned you guys won 45-41. What impressed you about him in year one? And where did you challenge him this offseason to get better at? You know, what improvements do you want to see from him heading into 2021?
1: Yeah, I think none of the moments were too big for Connor. Um, No matter what game he put himself in or how he performed, you know, the game was not too big for him. And I think that's an opportunity. Uh, That's a great sign for uh, and a trait for a quarterback. Uh, What I challenged him is to be smart, not conservative. You know, I think there were times when he really struggled when it was, hey, I've just got to force it. I got to force it. Or there was times when it's I'm I'm just going to take the check down on this play. I think we got to find that balance of being smart, not conservative know when it's time to make the play, know when it's time to press, know when, you know, the defense has dictated where the ball needs to go and let the play make itself. And uh, that's really been the challenge for him.
0: So, Nick Bolton was drafted in the second round this past NFL draft. He was first team all SEC last year. You know, you return another first team all SEC performer in Trey John Jeffcoat. It's kind of a two part question for you. What's the plan to replace Bolton? And then how much are you going to rely on Jeffcoat to really lead the defense in 2021? Because like you said, you know, it's really one and lost in the trenches. And, you know, he's just a phenomenal pass rusher for you.
1: Well, the first thing we're going to do to replace Nick Bolton is we went and took a grad transfer from Rice named Blaze Aldridge, who was a first-team all-conference performer uh, who has got a, a lot of experience playing linebacker and who's got great size and instincts and we're going to be able to put him in, plug him into the defense. We've got another returning starter at linebacker and Devin, Nich- Devin Nicholson who started 10 games for us. And, and so then there's going to be competition in that room. We returned Cam Wilkins, who was injured for a better part of the season last year. I think he only was able to play in the Alabama game. And so, you know, we have competition there and we feel excited about the opportunities that we have there. As far as the defensive line, that really needs to be the strength of our team. Yes, we have Trajan, but we've returned three COVID seniors with Chris Turner, Kobe Whiteside, and Akil Byers. Those three guys Guys have played a lot of football games that have played a lot of football games at a high level. I mean, Kobe Whiteside had six and a half sacks two seasons ago as a three technique. That's really tough to do. Um, And so I'm very excited about the depth that we have on the defensive line. In uh, the opportunity for that to be the strength of our team.
0: And you mentioned bringing in a transfer. And I've asked a couple of coaches that I've had on about this, but obviously with the transfer portal being so prevalent, like it is in college football today, how do you, I guess, kind of balance bringing in transfers, you know, guys who are more ready-made compared to obviously bringing in the more traditional recruits, those high school players that might take, you know, a couple of years to develop. How do you balance that so that you bring in a, a good number of both to your program?
1: Yeah, I think you have to build your team with your w- with recruiting high school talent. And then I think you have to supplement the team with whether it's junior college players or transfer players. I, I don't know, you know, what works for me at Mizzou may not work for somebody else at another institution. I think it's going to be up to each individual coach to design his program the way he wants to. I just I know how we design it. Ours is to build our team through recruiting and then supplement our team through transfers.
0: So, coach, a couple more from me. I feel like your program very much flies under the radar in the SEC. And, and I don't think that's such a bad thing, right? You know, frankly, I just think it might be because of location, you know, away from that real Southeast part of the country. And because so much of the attention obviously goes to the SEC West with obviously Alabama and, and Texas A&M for whatever the reason might be. Do you like kind of being under the radar, you know, surprising fans and teams with obviously upsets and big wins?
1: I mean, I definitely agree with your assumption that we are. Under the radar, I think it's time for Mizzou that we have to really embrace this league and really establish ourselves within this league with, you know, we're new to it. And I think we, we got to do a better job of making sure that we put a quality product on the field that the SEC is like, wow, we're glad that they're a part of us. And so I think that's a challenge for me as the head football coach to continue to establish ourselves in the SEC.
0: And do you like, I guess, taking over a program? Because look, obviously this is year two, but with all the craziness last year, I'm sure you didn't get that full experience of being that new head coach, right? So being in your, in your first, Full, I guess, normal off season, right? Do you like kind of taking over program in such a time of change for college football? You know, I mentioned the transfer portal. Obviously, NIL, you know, earlier this month came into effect. There's just so many changes going on and so many new things coming. Do you like taking over program and being able to kind of adapt with your program to all these new changes that have already happened and some that, frankly, might be happening in the future?
1: And I think adversity reveals an opportunity for you to demonstrate what qualities define you as a person. So I don't look at it as anything more than a challenge. And we get to figure out if, if we measure up to that challenge. I, I think it's a really hard time to be the head football, co- to be a head football coach, but nobody feels sorry for us. We signed up for it. As they say in the Godfather, this is the life we've chosen. Um, <laughs> I'm blessed every day to get to do this. I wouldn't trade anything. I wouldn't trade this job for anything in the world. So um, I'm just appreciative of the opportunity And and whatever tomorrow brings, we'll face it and we'll get through it.
0: Look, coach, never a bad time for a godfather quote. Look, last one from me. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to with having 100% capacity this season? You know, What will a full capacity crowd do for your team at home this season, especially with teams like Florida and Texas A&M coming to Columbia this fall?
1: Well, don't tell the commissioner, but I sure hope that we have a big win and people rush the field and tear down the goalpost. (laughs) That's that's a moment that I can't wait for.
0: The head coach of the Missouri Tigers, Eli Drinkwitz. Coach, look, I hope that same thing's happened for you. Thanks so much for coming on. We wish you all the best. And, of course, good luck this season and, you know, for the years to come.
1: Thank you, Kimazi. Remember
0: that if you like what you hear, make sure to drop us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think. If you have any questions, any ideas for a topic, or if you haven't heard your favorite team yet. My name is Lance Glenn. Enjoy your Wednesday, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow for the next edition of the College Football Daily.